Bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels. Welcome back, Shout. listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, the Bills got <laughs> embarrassed. We got our ass kicked today at New Era Field, 47 to 10. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Hello, hello, hello. And the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, also with us. I will take that process and shove it right up your ass. We got an extra special guest today uh, representing the Rock File. Is scheduled to be with us. Hopefully he gets to his phone and can be in a area of reliable cellular service when the time comes to make that call. Find us on Twitter. Just search for Bills and Beers. Ditto Facebook and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. And head on over to myboogie.ag. Use that promo code B&B and get a 100% deposit on your first bonus. Yep, take it for what it's worth. Uh, and use the hashtag BNBSM. None of these salty Bills fans did from last week, so five more dollars in my pocket. But if you use the hashtag BNBSM, you will be considered for the social media listener of the week, and I will send you five dollars or the equivalent in your local currency so you can have a beer on us. I, I don't understand. Bills fan, you just need to... Just You're use a hashtag. Just and right, yeah. One of you, of all of you. I, I mean, listen, not millions of people listen to this podcast, but enough but of you hundreds, listen to this there podcast. There are hundreds. Just type in hashtag BNBSM. That's all you have to Don't even say anything. And you could get a free beer from me, $5 worth. Okay, well, uh, there is not much to talk about in this game other, other than the quarterback controversy that's now brewing in western New York. So let's not waste any time and get right into it. No. Sorry, I'm, no. I'm really full. I'm really I'm too full to get a good play. Here we play. go. Let's Here do that. That's, That's what I'm talking about. It's really difficult to pinpoint when this game got completely away from us. Obviously, sometime in the third quarter, it was a foregone conclusion. But it felt like this was the Saints game from the start. They are the hottest team in the NFL right now, now on a seven-game winning streak, rivaled only by the Philadelphia Eagles. So I guess I guess one could say that they are one of the two hottest teams in the NFL. Regardless, they came into New Era Stadium today and scorched the earth with all that hotness. But it wasn't it wasn't all bad. Believe it or not, there were there were some bright spots in today's game. Uh, not a lot to talk about, so we won't dwell too long. And Cass, we'll start with you. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game. Um, I'm going to give it to the streaker who had more yards than Tyrod Taylor today. Correct. We're going to get to that much later. Suge. I am going to go with Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, so I think he showed that if you have a quarterback that will throw the ball to a covered receiver, Wait, how he's do you able know? to make. How do you know? Well, because Tyra did it once and then never and did then, it ever, and then, and then ever, ever again. Oh, right. There was a second quarterback that played today. That might segue that nicely might into my Labatt Blue MVP yeah. of the game. Uh, my Labatt Blue MVP of the game is Nate Peterman, believe it or not. Um, and I know you can't sound like a complete crackpot. By saying something positive about Nate Peterman, because there's, there are a lot of crackpots out there that have been calling for Peterman to start since August, which is eh, kind of weird. But in this case, I've been saying since the preseason, and I kept saying it the whole time he was out there, the offense looks different when Nate Peterman's run it. He was against Prevent, sure. So was Tyrod, probably for the entire third quarter, but he could only muster 56 yards on the day. Nate Peterman came in, threw 10 passes, and got mm, 50% more than that in 79 yards. A naked person ran down the field and got more yards than that as well. So Nate Peterman, you know, whatever. 
Nate Peterman was handpicked to run this offense, and the offense looks completely different when he's running it. The ball comes out fast, and he's hitting receivers in stride. They move the ball. They pick up first downs. We, we have not seen a full game of this. The NFL does not have tape on Nate Peterman. I understand all these things, but you cannot deny that it looks differently when he's out there throwing. So I question the decision on bringing in Nate Peterman because McDermott is now going to hear about this all week. Who's starting next week? Who's, I mean, I know Tyrod's the, the quarterback, but he's on a very short leash now from just two like possessions that Nate Peterman had. And I, I, I'm just, let's just go right forward here. My, uh, my Jenny Cremo bummer of today's game, and, and people love to look the other way. They love to look the other way when the quarterback can only muster 56 yards and the team can only score three points and they want to blame everybody else other than the quarterback. And these are the same people who, like 99% of the rest of the NFL fans out there, will tell you it's a quarterback-driven league. You need a quarterback. But when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, it's everybody's fault but the quarterback. I really hope that we have listeners out there who have now woken up to the fact that Tyrod Taylor is not good enough. And we're not all that tongue-in-cheek when we say that, by contrast, Nate Peterman looks a lot better running this offense. We understand, again, Saints went soft probably there. They weren't they weren't doing some exotic things. They were actually coming after him and bringing pressure. But, gee, funny how the offensive line didn't look all that bad when the ball came out on time. Funny how our receivers were catching the ball in space when the ball came out on time. And not even in space. I mean, the touchdown to uh, O'Leary. I mean, yeah. he was guarded. He was, there was a man on him. And we've, we have been consistent about Tyrod's flaws for the three years now, nearly three years, that he has been quarterbacking this Bills team. So to give him today's Jenny Cremel bummer of, of the week, it's not a big stretch for us. And we're not haters, but it's pretty obvious. When your team can only score three points at home, when your quarterback is only getting 56 yards, who else are you going to blame? We're going to hear a lot about, about play calling this week. And granted, there were a couple questionable calls there, twice on third and short. But if, if you can't get one yard, if that's too much to ask, then I'm not really sure that play calling is the issue or your inability to block or somebody's ability to find holes or the rhythm of the offense, whatever it is, call, not calling audibles, one yard is gettable. And when it's third and, and, I, and I'm, now I'm just on a, a, an extended soliloquy here, just piling on Tyrod Taylor, but when it's third and more than 10 and you throw short of the sticks three times in a row. And then it's third and one and you decide that that's the time to, to throw bomb 45 it downfield yards. To Deontay Thompson. Of all people, to Deontay Thompson. you finally have a possession receiver. You have a receiver that you can just throw the ball to and just put it up there. Let but you know what? He's defender. too fucking chicken shit to do that. He threw one slant pass to him where he was covered. And guess what? He caught it for 10 yards and made a first down. We as Bill Sens have watched that play against us year after year after year. And, oh, my God, we finally have the ability and player to do that. And do you think we ever went back to it? Maybe we did, but Tyrod sure as hell didn't throw that fucking ball. And I, I just don't get it. You're throwing six yards short of the first down. To Mike Tolbert. Over the middle. To Mike Tolbert. Or to Charles Clay, who's got five defenders within three feet of him. I mean, what's, what's the goal? Nobody what's else the goal? is open. Nobody it's else is third open. and 15. We know you've given up. At least throw the ball downfield and get a, you know, a pass interference. But then the one time that we're like, okay, great, throw that dump off that you've been throwing all freaking game. You don't do that. You throw it 45 yards downfield. When I'm you sorry. It, when the you only time six feet. This only time this quarterback 
does the magic that we talk about. The only time he makes those crazy plays is when he's on the run and the play breaks down and the wide receivers basically are playing like they are in the backyard. You know, they're, they're backing up, they're running around the field just like we did when we played in the yard, and then suddenly, miraculously, one of them gets open and Tyrod throws it to him. But that's because Tyrod allowed the play to fall apart. That's right. That's Tyrod right. is the reason is the right. play fell apart. There was a receiver open. There was a timing pattern that was there, and he didn't see it, or he was too scared to throw it. And, yes, you don't throw picks when you don't throw into tight windows, but you also don't have any rhythm to your offense. If for some reason that backyard play call, you know, backyard play effort doesn't work, then you just did nothing. So, yes, Tyrod Taylor can make plays when the plays break down. The problem is that Tyrod Taylor cannot make plays when the plays don't break down. Here's the thing. When you do timing patterns and when the ball comes out quickly, you are subject to pick sixes. Because every once in a while you're going to throw the ball and, the, oh, God, there's a defender there. But the corollary to that is the defense has to stay honest. The defense has to jump routes, get into places, and make plays on time. So the defense is playing a little reactionary. The way Tyrod Taylor plays doesn't force the defense to be react like the, the defense is not reacting to anything out there. They're just they just have to stay in their lanes, stay and, and just and just cover somebody. Because even if you have a six five wide receiver with a thirteen foot catch radius, he's not getting the ball. Are you taking Tyrod Taylor for your Jenny Creamel too? No, oh, I thought you just did that. Actually. I, I did. Are you okay. taking? Are you just oh no, I got plenty of other people to complain about. Uh, so I'm taking Colton yeah, Schmidt. Colton Schmidt, what the hell? When the entire game was predicated on the fact that we were punting, all we did this game on offense was punt, and we had the ball at the 20, and they get the ball at the 45 on the other side. Like we were punting for 20 to 30 yards. We needed that to win that field position battle. That was our only chance our defense had. Now I don't know if it would have made a difference because God knows when the defense when the Saints got the ball on their side of the field, they still just ran the ball 10 times in a row and scored a touchdown. So I don't know if it would have made a difference, but at least it would have given them a chance. You cannot give that team the ball on, you know, within 10 yards of the 50-yard line two times in a row. Uh, from McDermott uh, several minutes ago in the press conference. When the subject of QB came up, McDermott said flat out, Tyrod is our starter. So as we talk about the... the oh, I'm going to get into the process. That's my second one. I'm getting into the process. Well, I but, but promised we, some time to talk about the process. As we talk about the poison that is the five early wins in the season, that's one of them. That's one of them is that like, okay, well, I guess this is what's working. And, and NFL head coaches, and I'm sorry, but we got one too, they are so risk-averse, they, they, they will do everything in their power to not upset the apple cart and just do what works, and, and you know, third and one, we're going to line up and run the ball, we're not, you're not going to go five wide, like Chan Gurley would have. But this is a perfect example of like, well, it's five and four, but it's going to stick with what works, even though it's pretty clear to most of us, and how it's not clear to them that Tyrod's not working, I'm not sure. Cass, before we go all in on the process and everything else that Sujit wants to get off his chest, who is your Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game? Um, so I have two. The first one's actually going to be the defend our dirt. Defend your dirt. You know, we don't play on dirt. So why are we defending it? <laughs> it's you know synthetic what? dirt. Yeah, like, come on. Okay, so that was number one. Number two, the very easy one was the rush defense. You know, like when we give up, what was it, 298 rushing yards. When they score a touchdown by only rushing the ball and getting first downs 10 times in a row, in a, like and in a row. And, yeah, and then, and then it tops it all off that Drew Brees, who is a non-rushing quarterback, scores a rushing touchdown from like five or six yards out. 
I mean, the rush defense was abysmal. When our cornerbacks and safeties are the ones making tackles or trying to make tackles on like a 260-pound running back who's 8 to 10 yards down the field, I mean, it was, it was a sieve. Like, there was no, no, no defensive front line there. So the, pa- the, uh, the uh, defensive on rushing was friggin' terrible. Okay. Friggin' terrible. You I mean, can take as many as you I mean, she's got notes. She can take as many as she wants. I mean, just defense overall, but guys. No, no, no. My second one was defend the dirt. Oh, we yeah, don't play yeah. on oh, dirt. Yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. All right, God, I'm taking the mic. I'm pointing it at me, and I'm getting tired of this motherfucking process. I already talked about show me the baby. That baby is still born, okay? You killed the damn baby. You killed the baby, McDermott. And Mr. Bean, I'm so tired of us. What have we done? What at the beginning of this season, we were recording over at that place, Tunes. I said, what have these guys actually proven in the NFL? What exactly have they done for us to go all in on these two guys that have done jack shit? Suddenly, we all started talking about the process. And all we had was words. All we had was, well, we're going to be disciplined. We're going to prepare better than anybody else. We're going to, I'm going to do my MMA first thing in the morning, and you guys are going to think I'm fucking awesome because I'm just, I'm strong, and I'm disciplined, and I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm rigorous, and I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But then the season started, and everything looked great. And we beat some teams that were going to be the best in the NFL. We beat Denver. And we beat Atlanta. And we beat teams that have a combined 17 and 25 fucking record. Nobody with a winning record. We have not beat a single team with a winning record. So maybe, as Lars likes to say, we just regressed to the mean. Because teams like players like Poyer, players like um, Jordan Matthews, players like all EJ Gaines that have been okay but not great, and we all said at the Ramon beginning of the Humber. season. We all said at the beginning of the season, who are these guys? How are we going to? And then suddenly they played out of their goddamn mind for two games against bad teams, against sub-500 teams. And suddenly when we start playing a reasonable team, even a team like the Jets, who clearly isn't, they're not a joke of a team. They look like a joke of a team against Tampa Bay today. and But yet still... Suddenly, these players that were flash in the pan, just like our playoffs would have been had we ever made it, they were flashes in the pan, and now they suck. And so what has the process gotten us? It's gotten us five wins that will screw up our ability to draft a good quarterback. It's gotten us stuck on Tyrod Taylor, who we knew was not the right player at the beginning of the season and continues to not be the right player at the end of the season. It's gotten us the inability to develop Nathan Peterman, so we have no idea whether he is the right player at the end of this season. So what has the process gotten us other than a bunch of false promise? And let me pig pile onto that for a second. The other thing the process has gotten us is a, a roster that was completely gutted, which I'm fine with. That was the process. But then it gave us five wins, which was false hope. And as, as I said right after I got here today after halftime, things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. The next two seasons are probably going to be pretty rough in Bills Nation because we, we just gutted the roster, guys. We, we turned over more than 30 players from last year. And we've got a ton of draft picks. Great. So are we going to start nine rookies next year? Maybe. That's not a formula for success. And you don't do that. You don't gut the roster and then do things to win now. 
you know, I mean, yes, we won five games. And Brandon Bean said, well, you certainly don't do this trade if you're one and seven as opposed to seven and one or whatever. And yet, and yet, but Suge, yet if the if the season ended today, we're in the playoffs. No, absolutely, but we're not doing anything with it, right? We're not a good team. We are not a disciplined team. All and that was the other thing. All these things that I was promised. Oh, yeah, Brent, but, you know, but, but then, that but then Sean our, McDermott's team. Yes. They're never going to make mistakes. They're going to play discipline. They're not going to miss tackles. But they're hold not on, do hold on. That. But that's that's. I hear you. They're not going to give up like the defense has two I, games in a row. The defense is old. They're tired and they're thin. We have no depth back there. And, and, these, I'm, and I'm going to be accountable, right? I'm going to be held accountable. I, so when I I'm given up two weeks in a row, Sean McDermott should be in their I'm, faces but I'm not, screaming at them. I'm not, I'm, not ready to, I'm not ready to chalk this up to the kind of mental midget team that we had under Rex Ryan. I don't think we, we have an old team. We talked about this after the Thursday game. We are oldest in the front seven of the defense and across the offensive line. And that's where our problems have been. Here we are midway into the season when these guys have been playing lights out and out of their minds. Now all of a sudden they're a little hobbled. They're a little tired. They're kind of beat up. And injuries we can't account for. Yeah, and uh, honestly, where's the leadership as right. well? well? There that's, is, that's there the is other... zero leadership no, from these older we... guys. I'm sorry, but like, who is making the team but accountable? Cass, but, but Cass, when I talk about the next two years, that's what I'm talking about. Because we do have leaders on this team. Eric Wood, Lorenzo Alexander, Kyle Williams, who are a combined 186 years old. Oh, yeah. But so they're not going to be around. Yeah. Probably and, next year but or the year after that. But they're around now, and I don't feel like anybody's getting in each other's faces being like, guys, this is a complete embarrassment. And they're just it just seems like it's like, ho-hum, ho-hum, just another bill season, ho-hum, ho-hum. It's just like... I don't know enough to say that that's happening. I'm well, not, so not going to do say, What I do say is that everybody talked about... The national media, the, the the local media, us, we talked about how much the one time Brandon Tate made a single fucking play this year, we all jumped on him. Oh, it was so great. The whole team supportive of him. Well, you know what? That's not what we need right now. We don't need congratulations. We need a foot in the ass. And nobody's giving anybody a foot in the ass. And then I've, I mean, if Richie Incognito, be the damn leader. Be an asshole right now. And get in people's faces and say, you know what? Me and Kyle Williams and Eric Wood, we can't do this all on our own. Okay, we but, are 45 but, fucking but, okay, years old. Let's also, Someone's got to do something. We also ju- so the Jets game, we all it's like bad day at the office. That was just a bad day. We just played the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah, but that team has not beat other teams by 45 fucking points, no, essentially. No. Agreed. And the wheels came off. But like they do have a future Hall of Famer quarterback. They didn't run for 300 yards against another team. They didn't. I mean, this team blew us 298. I'm sorry. Uh, this team blew us out of the water in a way that's embarrassed. After we just got embarrassed the week before, have some goddamn pride and play at least respectable. Don't give up. Take every last little bit of energy you have and fight so that you're not embarrassed on national TV. Well, we and, and coming off of ten days. So we also just joked about. So let's talk about the the world beater talent that we have right now on the defensive line. In Cedric Thornton and Jarrell Worthy and Ryan Davis and Kyle Williams, who's playing on one rubber leg right now. We, this is what I'm saying. When I say it's going to get worse before it gets better, there's not a lot of talent on this team. And and as Bill is famous for saying, talent is pretty evenly dispersed across the NFL. And coaching is it was what gets you there. Yeah, that's true. But I'm not sure we have the talent right now in our front seven. Ramon Humber. Ramon Humber, Lorenzo Alexander. Those are two of our starting linebackers right now. Monte Teo was a fucking beast today. 
And Monte Teo's been playing shit. well for the last five games. But this is not, we're not, yes, because he's playing in a system that works out well for him. So these guys had the opportunity to bring in their own people. They had the opportunity to pursue in free agency if they wanted to win right now. But they didn't. They, they brought in so, Ramon so They brought Relative in, to that, they actually did go after A.J. Klein, who is the quarterback of the Saints defense, who was injured today, partly through the game. Kenny Vaccaro was also, like, I, I hear what you're saying, Suge, but, but, a future Hall of Fame quarterback covers up for an awful lot. And and I think the issue is... For a team. Is, and, it all, and it also makes roster building a whole hell of a lot easier. Well, I think the issue is we're 5-4 and four instead of being 1-8. and eight. And we're also in the playoffs. Like, if we were 1-8 and eight right now, we'd all just be like, okay. Like, we'd yeah. be like, what are we looking at? What's the next season? Oh, who played well? Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the coming out and being undefeated at home and giving us that false sense of promise, which is what the Bills freaking do every single year and we're just we're suspect to it we 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 love to buy into it we all love to get our emotions like oh yeah like this is it no this isn't it this isn't it it's not going to be no, it's, it. not, it's it. not gonna and, be it for another three years that's what i'm saying that's and that's and that's what bills fans need to understand that like it, it ain't coming anytime soon unless but, Nate, unless nate peterman's name but my only thing is is this the is this the leadership group to do it i'm not saying that you don't give a i mean you got to obviously give some continuity you got to let them prove it or whatever but I'm just I what I was weary of at the beginning of the season and I think we're being proved right is that these guys haven't proven shit. This process is nothing but words so far until we actually start winning games and the thing that bothers me more than anything else is last year when I watched the goddamn Bears I saw a little bit of progress each week and this year I'm not saying I'm seeing a, a, a stellar team. They just lost to the Green we Bay Packers. We would be in the playoffs. What are you talking about when you've seen progress? Like, there, is, there has been progress. Like, you can't. No, no, no. I'm saying well, comparing a the team that The last two weeks have been tanked, brutal. The, the last two weeks com- have been brutal. Comparing to a team that has tanked, right, and is slowly building back. They got their quarterback in place, and they have their running game in place now, and now next year they're going to get a bunch of wide receivers. Like, that's how you build a team. We have done this half-ass thing where every year have we, we end up 8 Have eight. we? Seven and nine. I, I, Seven and nine, I, I do sorry. recall when we traded Ron Darby, Sammy Watkins, and then we, later we traded Reggie Raglan, and then we traded Marcel Darius. I don't really think that there, was, there were fans out there saying, like, oh, this is clearly not a tank. I mean, there, was, there were plenty of fans out there being like, oh, they're obviously tanking. Well, so, so, then, so then what was the Kelvin Benjamin trade? The Kelvin Benjamin trade is we're sitting at five and two, and we might actually be able to make a run here. And, th- and then we shit the bed against New York. But if you're and gonna tank, it's like it's it's the counter counter argument. If you're gonna tank and we're gonna those draft pits are gonna mean something, I, then but, let's tank. Okay, but like, you also said like, what's the Calvin Benjamin thing? We gave up a can, we gave up a, a free third round pick for him. Yes, I know. And and we, you talked about the fact that who else are you gonna get in the third round yeah. that's better? But you're gonna get that person for five years, not one. So if if he's a reasonable player, you're gonna have him for five years. Yeah, but I mean, we have them for this year. We have them for next year. Right. And then who knows from there out? Yeah. Like we may. And if it's not working out, then yeah. Yeah. What's lost? Right. But if if it is working out, he's going to cost a hell of a lot more than whatever that third round pick was. I'm okay with that problem. So yeah, no, (laughs) yeah. Well, I would have been okay with paying Sammy too. I'm okay. Right? Because no. Because. Sammy was never part of the process. <laughs> no shit. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, you have no reason to believe that Kelvin Benjamin is going to be a better player than a healthy Sammy Watkins. I have no proof that Sammy Watkins will ever be healthy, right? But Or not have all... a shitty attitude, which is why we traded him. I, well, think it yeah, had, yeah. I think it had less to do with his health and more to the fact that he used to pout when he didn't get his stats even in a win. Kelvin Benjamin's 12 inches better than Sammy Watkins. 
Are you talking about his? <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> rock, rock file report is like, hey. Speaking of rock file report, let's not waste any more time. Oh, I fuck think you, process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, okay, but it was just, you know, uh, four weeks ago. Yeah. No, you guys no, dragged no, me into it. No, I said, no, I don't believe no, in the process no. yet. I'm not buying it. I want to show me the baby. Show me the baby. And then you made me believe in that process. All right, we'll Damn see, you. We'll see what happens next week. We'll get, let's get, uh, we'll, Who are we playing next week? I don't know. We'll see if Tiger. we can get Rockpile on the line first. Oh, Jesus. Well, folks, it's been a long time in the making since we've done a little crossover action here with our good friends at the Rockpile Report. And I know they're extra, extra, extra excited to talk to the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton, who's sitting here with us. As, oh, as, Cassie. As, as 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 is her husband Jay, but we got <laughs> we got we got Drew Gear here from the Rockpile Report. He's going to give us a little perspective on what was going on today in the stadium, how it looked from the cheap seats. Drew, you're driving home right now from the game. What the hell just happened? Oh my God, we got run over with a Mack truck. We came into this game so excited. Everyone in the stadium was loud. We were loud. We were proud, and then. Yeah, I don't know. We got a field goal in the opening possession, and we thought, okay, as long as the defense can hold, we can make this game something. Guess what they didn't do? No, no defense. No defense. <laughs> the defense <laughs> failed to show up. So when it was 37-3, to 3, <laughs> everyone left the same. I, was, I left at halftime. You did not. I left at halftime. Wow. Because I'm sorry, if I if I'm gonna suffer this badly, I'm gonna have a beer in my hand while I do it. Wait, you didn't get to see Peterman? Nope. Oh, that's the did best part of the game. Did you? Oh my God, yeah, he threw, he has more yardage than so, Tyrod Taylor. Drew, I, okay, Drew, real quick. All right. There's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot said this week about play calling from Dennison, and I know where you come down on this. But Jesus yep. Christ, Tyrod, are you kidding me with Tyrod Taylor? Are you kidding me with Tyrod Taylor's Tyrod performance today? Tyrod Taylor again. He's. I, I've said it. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. He's a see it then throw it quarterback. He needs to see a wide open wide receiver before he's willing to pull the trigger. But That's is that compatible why he with Dennis? Always Denison's... fail as a quarterback because he won't throw contested balls. Right. That is where Kelvin Benjamin thrives. Exactly. You wasted him. You wasted his contribution to this game. So you, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say, and it's it's hard not to sound like you've got a tinfoil cap on when you're when you're saying these things, but the offense looks a lot different when Nate Peterman runs it, and that ball came out fast, and it came out on time, and, and it, it hit, came to Kelvin Benjamin and it came twice. to Kelvin Benjamin, and he hit receivers in stride, and he hit oh receivers God. in space, and all of a sudden this this offensive line that couldn't block for the last nine quarters, they were able to hold up, and he didn't get touched once. Boy, and he threw a touchdown pass into a tight a window pass to, to a tight end. To Raw Dog, the slump buster. So, wow. so you know. 79 so, yards like I'm just, and, and then, on one drive. And then McDermott got on the microphone and said, unequivocally, Tyrod Taylor is our starter. But we should all trust that's, that fucking process, right? That's a crime. That's a crime to football and Bills fans everywhere. So you're with it's, us that Tyrod Taylor is, uh, we're going nowhere fast with him as the quarterback. Absolutely. I've been on that boat for the last couple weeks, but Jesus Christ, this week solidifies it. He's not an NFL quarterback. They challenged us this week. I mean, the they took away the rushing lanes. They made Tyrod. They're the second team in two weeks to make Tyrod Taylor be a quarterback. 
and he couldn't do it. So the eight-yard pass to Mike Tolbert on third and twelve that he did like twice today. I mean, I mean, who, who's who's going to sit there and defend that? And no, but what about the I read option to I Mike Tolbert? I don't want to see Mike Tolbert on the field anymore. Well, I'm sorry, I've seen enough. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, I would have loved to see him if he wasn't such a fat ass that doesn't like to use his own momentum. This man Thank is you. like 800 pounds and yet stops before he makes contact at the line of scrimmage. He should be it's running full speed like a goddamn Mack truck into that line the way Jerome Bettis did, the way that other great Carlos guard, Williams. Yeah, Carlos Suji, Williams did. You you just hit the nail on the head. He runs like a small guy. He's he a big he guy should. who runs like You know who else did that? Like he's you or me. You know who else did yeah. that? Goddamn my boy, Booby Dixon. Yeah, That's Bo why Booby D is showing goddamn videos of his high school football shit. On Instagram, okay? it's really sad. Guys. That's, he's got to go. Guys, they all got to go. Game, Fuck them all. This game was a failure, and it was depressing to Bills fans everywhere because it was confirmation of what we saw last week. This was Last week was supposed to be an aberration. This week is confirmation of what we saw last week. Now, granted, this though, team they, has a lot of quit. They, well, they got quit. Yes, but, but, but trust the process because the process will make sure that we get players that never quit and that play disciplined and they remain accountable, yet the defense has given up two weeks in a row. We're going to have this going to be an extra two-hour podcast so Suge can make this point five or six more times. The, this, this team, this defense is also thin and old. And demoralized by an offense that can't move the move the ball, but old with no leadership. Okay, uh, more. more I'm not, I'm, we're not letting Cassie, offense. The offense God, fuck the process up too. Voice. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Oh, she's hot. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Cassie. Cassie is hot like the sun. Well, this Jesus. is this is your big opportunity. You got Cassie here live, and and actually her husband's listening in too. So uh, this is your. <laughs> he was like, I'm not Cassie, letting those motherfuckers Cassie, talk to my, my wife my without me. Chris, my boy Chris. My boy Chris. Would love to talk. He he he's like, oh, he goes on the Bills and Beers podcast. It's okay, but that Cassie. <laughs> That's, why why do you think the guys have me around? Yeah, like, yeah. There it is. Why, why else would we that put up for melodious voice? I, I know where I where I add benefit, and it's it's only in that one area. <laughs> yeah. So Drew, give us a uh, give us the elevator pitch on Rock Power Report for the Bills and Beers listeners who have never listened to your fine podcast. Guys, if you want to hear if you want to hear what WGR 550 show up in the Bulldog, we do a better job than they do of pointing out the high points, the low points, the, the statistics in between wins and losses. That's where we come in. That's what the Rock Power Report provides. Tune in rockpowerreport.podbean.com. You can find us or on Twitter at Rock Power Report. Lars, thanks so much for letting me come on your show. Lars. You've got to come on my show. We will. We're going to debate this, and I've got a whole other slew of topics to pick your brain about. Would love, would I can't love wait. To. I got a topic for you this week. Should we Here trust we the process? Should we trust <laughs> the process? Sujit, I'm going to bring it up just for you. Love it. Love it. Well, in the meantime, just for you, Sujit. Drew, keep both eyes on the road as you're heading home. And in the meantime, go Bills. Go Bills. Love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. So it's not a bear market. Lord knows it's not a bull market. It's a, it's a goddamn disaster market is what a, it is. It's a bills market. 
nothing, <laughs> nothing from you guys? I can't. Yeah. It's yeah, terrible. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Ain't no cha-ching up in this bitch. There's no money to drop on the floor to make a cha-ching. So here to tell us what he's buying and selling all the way from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it's Buffalo Bill Belcher. Bill. What a game. What a game. <laughs> Woo! What are you selling? Holy yeah, cow. What are you selling this week? Uh, you, know, you know what I'm buying is I'm buying a little relaxation that uh, we get to have when, when we're getting killed. And it's like, whatever. I guess we're just getting killed. Everything sucks. <laughs> Go <Okay>. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We all said that. Cassie was like, I'm so relaxed right now because it's like there's not even anything yeah. to like worry about here. Right. Well, all right. Here's the deal, guys, is there's only there's only one thing one thing that there is to buy and that is our fans making two of the best plays of the game okay okay oh, you know these plays right uh, the, streak, we, the streakers being the streakers one. Streakers one right he's already the come up several times number one yeah the other one being when ingram was in the uh he jumps in the stands some guy throws a beer all over him. <laughs> yeah that was great but but what a dick don't jump in our well, you, there, you, there was there was a Saints I, fan. I understand there's a Saints, Saints fan. fan, but I'm sorry. You're at an away team field. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, they should have just thrown so him Cass, over. I, I hear what you're saying, but when you score a franchise high six rushing touchdowns, was, I, I feel like at some point the home team gets to uh, no longer decide uh, what is and what isn't decorum. I understand that, but it was the first quarter when the specific play that Bill is mentioning. Also true. So, so yeah. yeah, we they should have not only just thrown a beer on him. The, the Saints. Everybody why did they? Why, yeah. Why did they try to like break his fingers? I thought. So, like and I was actually yeah. wondering about it. So like if you do that, yeah, are you are you out of line? Or if you push them push him off of there? So if is no, he, but uh, does he have a right to be in your space? But if the if the Bills fans just start taking shots at the guy, yeah. like what's the rule there? I have no idea. Why not get out of I our mean, stands? Like, pull, get out of our stands. That's pull him the rule. Into, pull him into the stands and start kicking him. In. Like, I'm what? wondering. Yeah, like I would love to see somebody do that in, in radio. Radio but, like, but like what's you know? yeah what's like seriously what's what's the rule there? It's because you see the little soft bitch ass Bills fan that was sitting next to him. He's like, Come he was on. like, I'm getting on TV. Dead here, and he's like kind of like tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah, he's like, and, and get out of he's here. like don't do that. <laughs> you are fucking left. You are now officially banned from the fucking Bills Mafia. Okay, I have no ownership of the Bills Mafia, but your little pussy ass does not deserve to be a Bills fan. If anything, what would you, do? you should be. What would you do to him? I would just be screaming at him, be like, get the fuck out of here. I would slay every guy. I would be pushing. I would be pushing. I would him say back every the field. dirty, nasty shit about his mother, about his family, about his goddamn welfare, about every fuck. I'd, I'd be I would, grabbing at his would, helmet. I'd be, I would yeah. try and bait him into a fight as much as humanly possible. I would be saying the nastiest shit Ch- until him. until he made a swing and then got thrown out of the game. Yeah. Okay? Because you don't need to fucking do that in another game. Straight you cannot be somewhat friendly to a fucking no- another player when you're sitting there trying to represent the Bills. You know what? I mean, you have seats right on the uh, on on the damn field for a reason. Not to just be like, oh come on! What so, are you doing? so so far in today's podcast, and you know what? That every, motherfucker probably sold those tickets to those Saints every, fans too. Every pot, every segment has been Sujit's segment, but this is Bill's segment. I'm so angry. Bill, what else are you buying and selling up there in Milwaukee today? Well, I'm only buying one other thing, and Jeez. that is our our coaching staff actually having the balls to put in Peterman. Go on. Okay. Okay. Oh, I just think, I mean, it was like, it was why, it was the one reason why they didn't put him in last game. It's like, you, you don't want to start a quarterback controversy, right? But they, so they know, they know the door that they're opening there. But the fact that it's the first step, let's just say that it's the first step toward us see, actually seeing a change if things start to really unravel. 
So, so that's the, to me, that's a positive. McDermott, right after it in the press conference, says Tyrod's our yeah. starter for next week. Right. He says Tyrod's well, What's he going to say? Well, no, yeah. I know, I, I know, I, I wonder that, and I, I guess my question. What's is, he going to say? Was that he? What's he going to say? Our starting quarterback only mustered fifty-six fucking yards. It's been two weeks in a row of this shit. Maybe we have to take another look at things, and we're going to take a look at it tomorrow in practice. We're going to look at the film and figure out because there's a competition to every position on this field. Because that's, that's what, what he says about everybody else. Yeah. What's he going to say? Yeah. That's and what so, he's going to say. And actually. if you don't show up and bring it, then you better be or in shit. jeopardy of your job. Sorry, I know that I just went from zero to sixty real fast, but like, what else is well, he going to say? Segment that's is what Lars he's going to say. Yeah, dude, that's I'm what he's going to say. I'm selling the shit out of Lars. I retweeted your shit yeah, to, with Nate Geary, that stupid fucking tool calling play calling. Anyone that blames. Anyone that says anything about one play calling being the issue, two Kelvin Benjamin saying that oh he didn't show up, or you know what? whatever you want. Wait, what? Somebody Who's, said that? Yeah, dude, that the like Sal Mariana, like in his write up, he wrote that shit. And it's just like no, like it's not his fault if he doesn't get. Oh, thrown it's amazing. The ball. He suddenly showed up when uh, Nate Peterman was in. Exactly. Because he and how is, thrown the ball. How is he supposed to show up when the ball doesn't come near him? Like, what is he supposed to do? Like, run around on the field and like make tackles on the defense? Because obviously yeah. our defensive line couldn't tackle a running back today to save their lives. Bill, what were you drinking yeah. up there today? Oh, man. Dude, have you guys had the Three Floyds uh, Space Station middle finger? No, but uh, we're both drinking. It. It's we're, good, and I are both drinking Three Floyds today, though. So we got it's a Three Floyds American Pale Ale. It's fucking money. You it like really you, you like you in APA. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Nice. What's it called again? The, the why, middle finger? Why you got to be racist against uh, the India Pale the, Ale, okay? The the space it's called the Space Station Middle Finger. Yeah, you just gave the Indian Pale Ale and middle awesome. finger. It's got this like star it's got this like Star Trek uh, Star Wars style like I don't know, spaceship Which, rocket ship or whatever on it and then it's got it? like a castle what? I don't know. I don't. I know you don't know those things. So, Bill, uh, all right, poll time. Uh, yeah. se- season ends today. Uh, we've got two first-round picks. One or both of them on a first-round quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cass, coming to you. You were the lone center. Yes. Suge. Thinking hard. No. There it is. The, there it is. The, the team is too fucked up. This yes, team is that's what I'm saying. We're weak. And, we're weak and, too. Yep. I, and we're gonna have to roll with Nate Peterman. I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor should be playing ever again for this team. I would love it if he never ever played again for this team, because that we'd never have to fucking hear his name, never have to debate him again. But I just think that, you know, uh, uh, okay, if we tank the rest of the season, then yes. But well, we're if, not. But if we're not, if we're we got, somewhere we got in the middle, three more wins if we're on the anywhere schedule. between yep. seven and nine and nine and seven, we will be. Then, then we gotta we gotta build a team before we get a quarterback, and then we gotta do everything that we need to do. We gotta trade away our first round pick from the next year and the following year, just like the Bears did, and do whatever we can to get up to get a high quarterback. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe we sell the future to get a quarterback. Maybe we need another pick. But the ones that we have right now, we need to fill our team. Uh, I am also going to say no because I'm with you. This this team it, it needs too much depth, too many positions. That drafting a quarterback somewhere between 20 and 32 ain't, ain't going to make a difference. But drafting two offensive guards sure as shit will. What about Jacoby Brissett, man? He looks good. Does he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Billy, we'll be talking again next week. Uh, big game. Woo. Big game coming up against the Chargers. Late, late game. In Looking L.A. Oh, God. Late, 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 game. late game. We got Anthony Lynn. Oh, God. All right. Well, until then, go Bills.
Down now, I, I joked before last week that I'm out of money. Actually, wasn't, but I'm, I'm at like seven dollars and eighty-seven cents, which I didn't wager this week. Double that. Maybe I'm. You know, I, and I was actually thinking about like just putting it, like letting it all ride on, on win or lose for the Browns, and I, 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 I could have won. I could have made that seven dollars like thirty-five dollars, but I didn't. Uh, but if I did, I would have gone to mybookie.ag because I've already used the promo code B and B, which means I got an extra hundred dollar. Excuse me, hundred percent match on my first deposit, which I've also blown through because I'm bad at batting on sports, but Suge... I am very good at it because <laughs> I finally spent the last $5 of free play money that I have, and I have, you know, I think I put in 100 and I'm currently, depending on what happens this evening, I'm going to be somewhere between 160 and $165, which means that if I was betting my own money, I'd be somewhere around 220 to 230 which I'm pretty impressed with. I, I, I think that I did a good I job. I am impressed by myself. I am uh, probably never going to bet again because I think I've, I've, I've run hot. This was like in the fifth grade when I uh, won the MVP for a basketball game in the Knights versus Indians because I figured out the opposing player couldn't dribble with his left hand. Which, were you a Knight or an Indian? Uh, <laughs> strangely, I was a Knight. Yeah. I bet you uh, were. But it turns out that that was the last good moment uh, that I would ever have on a basketball court. So, uh, yeah, but mybookie.ag makes the money. So, so my only comment is in the middle of the third quarter when the game is just gone, it was kind of fun to watch Red Zone Channel because I had three bets live today. I actually am at 165. Wow. Sorry, it's 164 something and some change. Um, I am done with all my free play money, but I'm ready to start betting with the real money. So I, I burned through my free play money on college. I, I don't know why. I was betting on college football. I don't know shit about college football. Like, I don't know what. You're like, so in, excited. Like, in hindsight, Just I was like, so what excited. was I doing? But I actually, one of the first things they did, I, the, fir the first three bets I made on my bookie were $5 bets that the Chargers, the Buccaneers, and the Bills make the playoffs. So you still have a chance. I still have it's a chance. Like, and if the Bills betting. make the playoffs, that's a $35 win, baby, on a $5 bet. So, you know, I, I still got that going for me. I still got that going for me. Which will be a perfect time for the playoffs. MyBookie.ag makes uh, listening or watching or consuming however football games you, you, you choose a little more exciting. Use the promo code B&B. Get 100% God damn, 100% deposit on your first bonus. Let's just go with it. That works. Twice in the same episode. Uh, MyBookie. Some of the fastest payouts in the industry, you play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag, promo code B and B. Unless you're the Bills, you play, you lose miserably, and you still get paid. <laughs> well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. I want some taquito. As everybody knows, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. So here with his hot takes is the spokesperson for Pocky Chips down in Austin, Texas, Jam and Jeff Day. Pocky Chips, by the way, one chip challenged. Uh, go ahead and find those Carolina Reapers if you still can. Sweeping the nation. All over social media. All over social media. And we have one person to thank for that. Jam and Jeff Day. Well, let me tell you. That's not an exaggeration, let folks. Uh, don't let, let, don't let him no be longer. modest. <laughs> let me tell you what's no longer sweeping the nation. <laughs> the Bills' playoff chances. <laughs> False. Actually, if the, if the season ended today, we'd still be in it. Uh, but the, That uh, is remarkable. That is remarkable. Is despite the way all of us feel, and I'm, and I'm sure despite the way that the, uh, the first half of this podcast is gone, we are five and four, which is absolutely crazy to think. Yes, it is. Um, 
But hey, hey guys, uh, you know, good, good hearing from you. Obviously, another <laughs> two butt whoopings, two, two absolute butt whoopings in a row. Um, and on a day in which we, you know, gave up 47 points and allowed over 300 yards rushing, my tacos calientes is going to have nothing to do with that. Okay. And it, I have to, I just have to squarely talk about. The one and only Tyrod Taylor. Jeez. I just have. Okay, here's uh, Jeff. I can wrap my. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. We we have on social media for the last couple of weeks been taking our licks about being like Tyrod haters, and oh we oh you how's he going to do without the weapons without the offensive line? Let me let me just say this. Jeff Day, who we have on the phone right now, has has single handedly orchestrated one of the most brilliant marketing campaigns nationwide. Over the last 12 months, Cassie Hutton is a remarkably high-ranking official in the national marketing efforts for the McDonald's Corporation. Sujit is a doctor. He has degrees and medical certifications coming out the wazoo. Saving lives. If, if my life was on the line, I, I would have done stuff. I too. would feel comfortable <laughs> with Sujit being in charge. Point being, we are very intelligent people. We, we, we may not have had a lot of reps as football players, but we are not fucking stupid. And it's pretty obvious to us what's going on in the field. And I give all those long-witted qualifications to say, yes, Tyrod is a problem. And if you're just going to chalk it up to Tyrod hate, then you're either dumb or you're not listening. So do yourself a favor and listen to what Jeff Day is about to tell you. <laughs> Go, Jeff. Oh, my God. Wow, what a... What a preamble, what a preface. Good Lord. Love it. Yeah, I mean, it just, so if I had to boil my tacos calientes, I just can't watch him suit up as the starting quarterback for this team another game. I just can't do it. I mean, I so badly want McDermott and Bean to, to make a stance here, and I would gladly go 5-11 and 11 if that's what it takes to find out that, that Nate Peterman isn't the answer either because I think the – we don't know if Nate Peterman is the answer, and it's silly for us to speculate if he is or not, but we know definitively, as far as I'm concerned, that Tyrod Taylor is not the answer. And on a day like today where the defense got scorched for points on every possession, it's easy to point to that side of the ball as a unit and say we got some problems that we need to fix. But on the offensive side of the ball, on a day in which we put up three points through almost the entire game, it's easy to point to one individual player. And that is the difference to me. On the defensive side of the ball, it's hard to pinpoint one player or one thing. There's, as a unit, we're going through some challenges. On the offensive side of the ball, for me, it's very easy, it's very simple to identify the one player who is inhibiting this offense from progressing. And you know what's amazing? I mean, and and this, let me just say this, Suji. The stats are the, today's stats. I mean, you guys may have gone through them on the first portion of the pod. How, how, who's who's going to argue against them? Who's yards. going to argue against them, Jeff? Who's right. going to look at him throwing for 56 yards and say it's somebody else's fault? Are you and fucking here, insane? And there was two plays in particular. Let's even throw all the stats away. There were two plays in particular that to me are indictments of Tyrod Taylor, and they both came in the third or fourth quarter. I don't remember which in which at this point we're down by 25 plus points. And on two consecutive drives, we had like third and 12s and Tyrod threw six yard hook routes to Mike Tolbert. Charles Clay well, actually, and Mike Actually Tolbert, one yeah. of them went to Sorry. Charles Clay who had five defenders on him and then 
then uh, it, it fittingly coughed it up and they scored a touchdown one play later because the, the defense grabbed it and went down to the one-yard Correct. line. But yes. And at that point in the game, you know, I mean, it's just – it's an absolute indictment to say – we're down by 30 points. No one will care if Tyrod throws a 40-yard interception. It's third and 12 on two consecutive possessions, and he throws to underneath receivers with their backs turned upfield who are absolutely going to get tackled to, before the line of to gain. And it's – and it's it's what is the point of this? So, Jeff, it, you know, nine years ago there was a joke about this. It was it was called, oh, he's so trentative. Oh, it's 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 Trent Edwards. It's it's Mr. Mr. Pansy Trent Edwards. Why is no, no nobody nobody says that about Tyrod Taylor? Why not? It's the exact same pattern of behavior that we saw from Trentative that we're seeing now from Tyrod Taylor. It's the inconsistency. It's because of the fact that he does throw downfield, but he throws downfield when he shouldn't. When it's third and two or third and one, and all we need is one of those hook routes that he seems to be so damn good at, and yet he doesn't throw it then. Or it's because he makes problems for himself by not being able to see the receiver when they first come open and then has to run around and act like a fucking idiot, and then finally someone, by the grace of God, becomes open and he's able to throw to him. This and the, one, again. Of the crazy, Very smart, one of the crazy parts person. to me of this game was on the first Bills drive, he comes out. First of all, you know, the, let's let's not kid ourselves. We score points on the first drive because Shady had a 50-yard run. Yep. But regardless of that, on the first drive, Tyrod comes out. Second play of the game, nine-yard slant to Kelvin Benjamin, and I scratch my head and go, I couldn't wow. believe it. Yeah, Couldn't here we it. go. Who was actually okay. covered, by the way, and just and just brought it in because he's a giant guy with a 13-foot catch yeah. radius. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's like typical Bills fashion. Like, we do something on one drive, and then you never see it ever Typical Bills again. fashion or typical shitty quarterback fashion? I, I don't. Yeah, and that's and Cassie, that's where I was going with this as well, which is, you know, the first drive we played is slant to Kelvin. I'm like, okay. Then we throw another pass to him, which I don't, I think, you know, I don't remember exactly what happened. And then we throw, like, he, Tyrod goes like a 30-yard pass into the end zone. And even though it was a classic Tyrod threw it out of bounds where his six foot five receiver didn't have a chance to make any play on the ball, at least he threw the ball. Yeah. And I said to it, myself, wow, here we go. First drive, Tyrod did not throw the ball to him for the rest of the game. Right. He is who we thought he was. Like, he's not just going to all of a sudden come out and be like, whoa, complete change of personality. Like, look at what, what we always thought he had. No, he really does have it. No. No, we've given him enough chances. And, Jeff, we've you do know that in, in his post-game presser that McDermott said unequivocally that Tyrod is the starter. I, I haven't heard that yet. So, And I know I assumed that he would say that. And at some point, at some point, guys. Why I, would I you assume even... he would say that? Sorry. This, well, this yeah, is I don't, two, I don't, two straight segments, right. and I'm going to go ahead and scream about this. Why? We talk about the process. There's competition up and down. There's 22 positions on the field. And any, any given day, anybody can Take over a position, but if for some fucking reason, Tyrod Taylor is cemented as the starter. Even though Nate Peterman comes in and gets 50% more yards in one-fifth of the time, tops. Anyways, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, no, and, and Lars, I mean, so I, I, I agree. And it, it, at some point, as, as much as I hate to go down this direction, at some point, McDermott's the one who gets the pick. And if he, you know, who gets the pick between these quarterbacks. And if he keeps picking a choice that, you know, at least we as fans think is is giving us not the best chance to win the game, then then at what point does does McDreamy become the guy that we have to look at, right? Oh, God, I can't um, go through another goddamn coaching change. No. And it's I don't too think, early. And I'm not, it's and too early. Why, He's got to learn. He's got to learn. Way too early. He's going to learn. He's going to learn. But wait, way too early. But it's Tyrod Taylor was in this ball game against a very average, an improved but still very average uh, Saints defense. 
and completed one pass to a wide receiver. So, you know, and, 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 I don't, and, and, and I don't know why people can say, oh, play calling. Play. Are you fucking out of no. your mind? No. So, so, Jeff, let me ask you a question. What does Tyrod not have to do next week? Or what, what, what failures can he do next week that makes it Peterman comes in? Like, are we gonna, you, do we have to see three more quarters of Tyrod Taylor next week? Or is it know, like first or second <laughs> drive? It's an interesting – I mean, Cassie, it's actually a good question because what's interesting about – this, I think this is sort of like, I'm not going to get too meta here, but it's sort of like, this is like an example of, I think, actually both in life and in football, which is that it is easier to take someone out or fire someone from a job for, for like things that they, uh, for, for like in football, it'd be interceptions or fumbles or whatever a quarterback does. Yeah. In, yep. in a job, it would be like, you know, harassment or so, some obvious offense that you did wrong versus like just ineptitude yep and and in, and i think we're seeing that and cassie i think it's a great question because i don't know the answer right because tyrod isn't going to throw three picks you know next game nope. and so at what point what point is the ineptitude or just the you're not that good at this job yeah and it takes a we all know just from being in in corporate america right it takes a lot longer to fire someone yep. for just not being that great than it does if they commit an egregious offense yeah you're right you're absolutely and, and here's and you're 100 correct jeff and the the thing about it is if, unless we're counting 56 yards through three and a half quarters as an egregious offense tyrod taylor is never going to commit one He's just right. not. He's not going to be Matt Schaub throwing three pick sixes in one one quarter. In like what it's, it's world? It's just not going to happen. In what world is fifty six yards when you are down by eleven points within the what is the first quarter? Earlier in the second quarter, right? And yet he only threw eighteen passes. He threw eighteen passes when we were down by almost eleven. Well, it's hard points. to throw a lot of passes when, when you're, you're not like three on the and field. Out. Exactly. So it's not that they were running the ball in the second half. It's not that he didn't have the opportunity to throw the ball. It's that he could do nothing with the ball for an entire quarter. The, the entire second half was on his shoulders to do something. They were giving him every opportunity to pass the ball. He needs to find an open receiver. He needs to and find I, them, and they're not going to be wide open because, you know what, they know you have to pass. They know you have to pass. So if your receiver is going to be open, it's only going to be for a second. And yet, and I don't want to make too much – I don't want to make too much of a to-do about the the garbage time, if you will, stats that Peterman put up. Except, but here's what ex I do except wanna, time, time out, Jeff. The, the, the flip side of that that, that Sujit very astutely pointed out was – you mean to tell me that the Saints weren't in prevent for most of the third quarter when Tyrod was still in the game? Yeah, no, great, good point. And and what I do want to make a big deal out of it is is the way that it looked. Yes, the way that it looked and the way that it felt. And we've and we've noticed this through through the entire preseason as well, right? We commented it on it for the four games of preseason, which is that when Peterman comes into the game, it feels and looks like a completely different offense. Jeez, is there an echo in here? Echo in here? Echo in here? Boy, the Jeff J the the Jeff Day mind meld is in full effect, Jeff, because that's what I've been saying since he took the fucking field. That wow, this this offense looks and feels a lot different when he's running it, doesn't it? Yeah, and and we don't know we don't know if that difference in look and feel will result in success. We don't know that because we don't have the Correct. the base size yet or the actual reps. But, but why we can't we that know that? Exactly, and I think we all really almost you know I mean we, we've all been singing the same tune for a while, but at some point. You know, when you know what you got, okay, and we know that it ain't that good, let's try something else. Yep. Um, and, definition uh, of insanity, right? It's the right. definition of an insanity. To Technically keep not, Saints. but yes. 
Well, I know, but the expression, <laughs> the expression, Lars, is that the definition of insanity is trying something over and over again and trying it, and it doesn't work. You keep trying it. Ooh. Yeah. 17 so, years. So that, that puts him at 4-18 and 18 now in games uh, of a four-point deficit or more. Jeff Day, were you drinking anything down there in Austin today? We had, not only were we drinking, we were eating good food. We had some good Texas barbecue. Wow. And, uh, and then I had a... Uh, from a from a barbecue place here in town called La Barbecue, um, and uh, <laughs> you did not you did not get Texas named. barbecue from La Barbecue. <laughs> it sure wasn't Lay Barbecue, you or, fucking bourgeois or, or bitch. Or L L Barbecue. <laughs> um, and then I had just a couple of uh, I had a couple of uh, local Texas beers, including one beer called uh, Oklahoma Sucks. Nice. That is the name of the beer. Love it. <laughs> uh, just some some local amber that they make, and I thought I saw that in the store, and I thought I have to get this one. This is why I want to switch to college football because it's just so much more fun. So, so yeah. Jeff, Jeff, just a heads up: make sure you listen to the pod this week. Um, I'm going to be featuring a beer that I just know you would have loved. And Jeff, was there an, was there an occasion that you were eating well and drinking well, or just families in town, right? Uh, just the family, yeah, just the family. Mom, mom, and Pod Day were here, and so oh, we were good. just having a good time uh, as a family. What, man, what is with your folks showing up in Austin like the weeks where the Bills yeah. just play the worst? I also, know it's unfortunate. Wouldn't it make more sense to show up next week? You like Thanksgiving? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going. I'll be in Taiwan. I'm headed. Of course, I'm oh, Asia, that makes friend. sense. I was talking about things that make right sense. Time. Going to Taiwan for Thanksgiving. That's going to have some like Asian quail. As I, I think I, I think I referred to you moments ago as a bourgeois bitch, and I, I definitely stand by that. <laughs> you're going to be eating like a pigeon with stuffing. I, Jeff, I don't listen to them. Right, I, I, I fully, I fully support the international travel. Yeah, you would. Okay. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you've married a Mr. Monopoly over yeah, here. Yeah, and, and your and your light beer taste. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I appreciate it, Cassie. We'll, we'll talk hey, to you guys. next week, buddy. Thanks. All right, until Go next Bills. time. Go, Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. We're coming up in the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. Suge and I were both enjoying the Alpha King from the Three Floyds. I think we've talked about it before in this podcast. It's a tasty beer. Well known. Cassie, you teed up your beer as something that Jeff Day would be into. I had a beer from Shorts. It's called Local Light, so obviously a light beer. It was a pale lager. Um, but it was crisp and clean, some subtle malt quality. It was super delicious. Um, it comes from Bel Air, Michigan. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, yeah. In West Villanova, I was born. Or anyways, um, but yeah, you could you I could you could drink a few of them. They kind of went down smooth like a blue, um, but just a little bit a little bit more tasty. So very fantastic. Good. Well, um, a lot has been made in today's episode about uh, what exactly Tyrod Taylor is doing with the ball in his hands, and. As we and sit, what he's not doing. As we sit here, uh, the three of us recording live, uh, making a fraction of what Tyrod Taylor makes when you add all of our salaries together, wondering to ourselves what exactly we'd have to do to get fired and what a day at the office would look like for us if it was 56 yards for zero touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Cass, you seem to be nodding feverishly over there, so I'll let you go first. First, let us give us a little uh, background as to what you do. I know I already gave the yeah. listeners a bit yeah. of a primer. In uh, in my uh, I don't know what you would call it uh, qualifying your opinion and the rest of our opinions. My intelligence. Yeah, yes. your intelligence, intelligence and your, your just general insight to the world. 
Tell us what you do, and uh, if if you had a day at the office, it would look like 56 yards and uh, zero touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, so um, I work in marketing on the retail side for McDonald's. I work at their agency and do all of their innovation tests. So anything that comes national to McDonald's goes through a pretty rigorous testing protocol. Um, and so we merchandise that product at retail. Um, and kind of help McDonald's bring that product to life. So you're having the buttermilk crispy tenders, which are hot right now. I'd recommend going out and getting them. I worked on those for about a year and a half. Not a, not a big fan of them. No, I've no. had them twice. I'm not a big fan. No. All right. All right. Well, there's plenty of other things coming your way. <laughs> well, well, fuck you too, Lars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You like them? All right. Well, I don't care about your opinion. Uh, no, but I worked out. I worked on for about a year and a half, uh, making making sure we made improvements so that people out there would like them. Beyond I like Lars. the old ones, I, but I like the old ones. The chicken selects. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 what is the? Can you help me understand what the main difference is? Um, it's a, it's a better chicken, um, a more quality product, more quality cooking procedures, no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So, if, so as I'm thinking about this, so the equivalent from Tyrod. Yeah, you want like, Ryan Fitzpatrick back? Yeah. Is what you're telling <laughs> yeah. me. So, so basically, it's it's a jump from the chicken selects to the buttermilk. That's that's what the equivalent is. I mean, I, I would take that. In I, my opinion, I, I think in order for me <laughs> to just kind of replicate Tyrod's appearance, so it would be waking up at about 9:30. Um, putting on some slippers, going downstairs, watching TV. Yeah, not showing up. Okay. Like, physically, I would just have to not show up because me showing up at work is just better than what Tyrod Taylor there's, did today. There's a lot to be said about that. So uh, we're going to get to Suge last because the stakes are much, much higher than what he does. No offense to you or myself. No, no, no one's going to die if, like, some no, calories no. are wrong yeah. or I'm missing a circle I, R and, somewhere. And mine, mine is not even that. So I, I work in communications for a, a large uh, consumer durable company, and a big part of what we do, in addition to some, like, internal strategic stuff and external alignment, is we do – all of the reputation management and internal and external communications for our CEO. Uh, so wow, I mean, name dropping. You you just I, report I, directly I, into the CEO. I do. Well, I don't technically, but mm. I I kind of do. But, but uh, it wouldn't be so egregious as like tweeting pornography from her handle, which I could do. <laughs> like I could do that. But that 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 would be the like the three pick sixes egregious offense that Jeff mentioned. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be anything like that. Instead, it would just be like like me tweeting out like reviews of the Trolls movie, <laughs> you know, like just stuff that really didn't make any sense. And like I was like, why did I, like okay, like, I guess this is like helping like shape her person. Like, why are we why, like why are we putting this out under her name? Or like or sending out an email to the entire global organization from the CEO that was written entirely in wingdings <laughs> that people had to like copy paste into a Word doc. And then change the font over to Arial so they can make his, like you know what I'm saying like is that bad like is this oh oh this is ju- this is just a this is just an email reminding me that annual enrollment's coming up and I, I have to I have to re up for my insurance it's, it's nothing here or there there are no spelling errors you know it, everything is punctuated properly well, it who was, knows because it's in it, fucking but, but, but but it was just sent in a font that nobody can read like that's that's that would be the equivalent for me and people would be like hey why are we doing this and I'd be like shrug my shoulders like well I wanted to try something new. Like I, I wanted, to, I want to do a fresh take on an email from our CEO, and like, wait, you audible at the line? Yeah, what? I audible at the line to wingdings. Like that would be, that would be my, because again, no, no egregious offense, and I did check the box on like, like Cassie. Like I showed up, nope. I tech, I technically did my job, but I didn't do it in any way, shape, or form that actually helps people, or or actually it helps convey the message that that I was I was tasked for doing. Suge, coming to you now, when life and death is on the line. All right. I'm not going to kill anyone. 
Okay, I'm not going to throw the pick. But you are going to recommend a, I'm not a steady throw diet of McDonald's? But they're, these poor fucking bastards, they're in there, in the hospital. Well, first off, what do you do? What, what are oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I am a liver doctor. Um, so I take care of people who are in liver failure. On bills and beers, um, and uh, you know you got you got to keep your options. The irony is not lost on Cassie. <laughs> the, the business he's keeping his business going with this yeah. podcast. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen Cassie laugh this hard since Bill introduced his <laughs> cheese segment. So, uh, but you know, I mean, I, we you know during the course of the training, we do lots of different things. You know, I'm not a surgeon, but certainly there's been times when I've been in a situation where, you know, a person's heart stops or they go into some <laughs> rhythm where where they're going to die, right? If you don't do something. And so the equivalent of what Tyrod Taylor does on the job is someone going into an unsustainable heart rhythm or their heart just stopping and then me looking at them <laughs> and being like, you know what? So I, would actually I think their heart is stopped. You know what? No, I can confirm. I checked their pulse and their heart is stopped. Hey, listen, could someone call Rick Dennison and just let him know that this gentleman's heart is stopped? Because... Um, you know, See, I would we should probably further, do something like about you, that. You would let it go long enough for the person to reach a vegetative state. No, yeah, no, no, no. And we're then, getting there. And then we're revive getting them. There. Yeah, we're getting yeah. there. And then eventually we're like, oh, you know what? Actually, there is something that you can do when a person's heart stops. You can do CPR. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Um, do I, do I have the stuff I need for CPR? Oh, 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 remote. I just need my hands. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, um, where? Oh, I have the, I need to go into the room. I need to go into the room. I need to go actually go, go see the person. Okay, now I'm gonna start one, two, three, four, staying alive. So that's the, the yep, big thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so, uh, turns out that the person survives because I didn't kill them. But now they're in a fucking coma because they're half brain dead. They got a breathing tube. They're on six different blood pressure supporting medications because their heart is shot because it had no oxygen for the 15 minutes while you were trying to find an open wide receiver. Okay? There's something wrong with this man. Okay? Yes, he can save their lives, but he kills them in the process. Hold on, hold on. He can save their existence, but he can't save their life. That's right. And the problem is, is that at the end of the day, the goddamn hospital administrator walks in and is like, well, well when Dr. Gennardin's taking care of the patients, there's no death. <laughs> Nobody dies. Sure, they're all cost about $8 million to take care of because they're all in the goddamn ICU. And rather than taking the one death and 20 people that walk out of the hospital in a very healthy state, they all are accepting the fact <laughs> that every single one of these patients ends up in a long-term acute care facility on a, in a vegetative state, but nobody survives. Well, but they didn't die. He didn't throw a pick. That, that is what Tyrod Taylor does for the Buffalo Bills. He doesn't kill them. He just makes it to the point where they're in a vegetative state. I mean, there's not even. I mean, it's like you're calling the hospice agency. It's just a disaster. <laughs> Families wondering, like, oh, should, is this is this real quality of life? Should we actually be like <laughs> letting them stay like this? Like, is this? No, he's got to go. So this has been probably our. We're closing on a 100 wild card segments. Easily, the best one. <laughs> it's not even close. Easily. Hashtag BNBSM, and you will be considered for a Venmo, PayPal, Chase QuickPay transference of $5 so you can have a beer on us. Use the promo code BNB at mybookie.ag. Get 100% bonus on your first deposit. And subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. We are on the road. Woo! 
Late game. I mean, we're going to win. In L.A., in, in front of, at max, 25,000 fans at a soccer stadium. And Anthony Lynn. And Anthony Lynn. Uh, five and four. Uh, this game was actually relatively inconsequential to our playoff chances. So next game against the L.A. Chargers, much more important. Buffalo, 13. Chargers, 19. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm not I'm I'm not feeling it. Like if we're gonna bounce back in a game, we're gonna bounce back today. We're gonna prove yep. something Agreed. and bounce back today. And we didn't. And so I'm going to go twenty one no, I'm not gonna go twenty one. I'm gonna go like forty one to ten again. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna what be the hell? Because it sucks. And you know what? I'm prepping myself. For depression and disappointment. Wait, but then again, I'm going to be in Florida watching the game and calling in. and. and oh, it's going to be an intimate it's, session. Yeah, it's going to be a very intimate session. And so it will be Suji's show next next week. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's it's we're, we're taking the biggest downfall going towards it. Like, we're going over Niagara Falls right now. But then we're going to come back and beat the Chiefs. Wow. Okay. Heard wait, it here wait first. we're playing the Chiefs? Not after. A- after. Okay, no, no, no. We're playing the Chargers, right? So... This motherfucking team. Okay, this is how I'm going to keep my job even though everyone is like half dead. Okay? Because this is when no Tyrod deaths. Taylor. No, 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 no. Tyrod Taylor is going to throw one touchdown. <laughs> or no, no, no. I'm sorry. Shady is going to throw one touchdown. And Tyrod's not going to the, turn the ball over. But the defense is going to get a pick. And then they're also going to get an interception within the red zone, and the offense is going to do absolutely nothing, but they're going to be able to kick a field goal. So the final score will be what? 14-17 to 13. And they're going to say, well, the offense didn't turn the ball over. They kept us in the game. They allowed us to win. And then the defense is finally going to, because they're playing a goddamn ass team, the defense is finally going to be able to show up. And everyone's like, oh, the defense is fine. Even though this team sucks. The Chargers suck. And yet, they're going to sit there, and everyone's going to be like, oh, look, the defense has bounced back. No, it's because, once again, we're playing a team that sucks. So that's what's going to happen. And then Tyra Taylor is going to be the same damn quarterback the next week when we play the Chiefs, and we're going to all be embarrassed again, and it's going to be the same nonsense. Heard it here first, fans. Uh, We took care of all the house cleaning up top. No more to say there. It's been a long episode. Thank you to Drew Gear of the Rock Pile Report for being a part of today's episode. If you're still with us, God bless you. For everybody else, <laughs> And Bills. Drew, if you made it home, God bless you too. <laughs> go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout